Father God, we just bless you and praise you for this night. Lord, we just give you glory and honor and praise. Lord, we thank you that your word stands supreme in our lives. Father God, right now, we just lift ourselves up to hear from you in this place. Father, as Pastor Stefan said, we cast aside all distractions, Lord, and we focus in. Father God, we set our minds to hear from you. We set our hearts to receive from you this night in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, that your purpose reigns in this place, that your truth reigns in this place, almighty God. Lord, that we will not allow ourselves to be distracted or swayed away by the things of the world, Lord. Father God, we will not allow ourselves to be, to be frustrated or, or moved by the things of this world. Father God, we will not allow ourselves to be pulled and tugged and snatched away from your arms and your hands in the name of Jesus, Lord. For your purpose, it's the biggest thing in our life, almighty God. Lord, we will not allow ourselves to look to the left or the right, but we will keep our eyes fixed upon you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father God, if we are running off course, Lord, put us back on course. Lord, if we are running ahead of you, pull us back. Father, if we need to be sped up, push us, almighty God. Motivate us, encourage us, and send us forth in your kingdom in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, that we dedicate this time and this place as a holy time and a holy place for you, almighty God. Lord, that when we leave here today, we will know without a shadow of a doubt, that, a, a shadow of a doubt that we have been called out of darkness into your light. Lord, that is where you have, have, have commissioned us to be, Lord. From the time this earth was formed to the time of the cross and even now, your purpose was fellowship with your children. Lord, let us have our minds renewed in that purpose today. If we've fallen away from it, let it be renewed in us today. If we've allowed ourselves to forget, let us be renewed in it today. If we've allowed ourselves to take, for, take advantage of what you've provided for us, let us reestablish that in ourselves today, oh God. If we've allowed the media to put things in our minds and our hearts that is not of you, let us reestablish who we are in you today, Lord. If we've allowed frustrations in our homes to corrupt us in the name of Jesus, Lord, let us reestablish who we are in you today, God. If we've allowed fear and worry, depression and concern to come upon us, let us reestablish who we are in you today, God. For we are your children, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to you, called out of darkness into your light. That is who we are. That is who we are. That is who we are. Father, I declare it for me. We as leaders declare it for us. We declare it over these young people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, the reason we are teaching this is because we have seen the effects of a generation that does not have their hearts solidified in God. See, what, what comes out of your mouth is what goes in your ears. Don't watch what you don't want to become. Don't listen to what you don't want to come out of your mouth. We had a conversation today and we were talking about, you know, we've heard some kids on the basketball court using foul language. 
How can that be for children of God? Unless they don't have enough God going in their ears and before their eyes that that's what's coming out of their mouth. See, how can it be that the children of God walk in a way that is not upright before them? How can it be that the children of God are not walking in righteousness? How can it be that the children of God are not walking in the favor of God in their life? How can it be that we see young people who are addicted to drugs or addicted to all sorts of other things at a young age? How can that be? How can it be in the house of God? Unless the house of God has not committed themselves to be holy before God. Unless the house of God has decided to compromise in their Christian walk. Yes, I know what it is. To, it's like to want to be cool. I know what it is to want to, I want to fit in with everybody else. I want to look like everybody else. I want to act like everybody else. I want to be accepted like everybody else. So I got to talk and walk and act like everybody else. But do you not know that everybody else who are not walking in the favor of God is going to hell? Do you not understand that if you want to be like everybody else, you're going to get what everybody else gets. And we're trying to convince you to anchor your soul to Christ so that you get what God has for you. Many, many will fall away. Many will, will convince themselves that it's okay to compromise. But I'm here to tell you it's not I'm here to let you know it is not. And see, and we're going to do everything we can to prevent you from losing your soul. We're going to preach as hard as we can. We're going to pray as hard as we can. We're going to fast as hard as we can. Yes, we're going to stay on you. Yes, we're going to ask you to do things that may be uncomfortable. Yes, we're going to ask you to pray. Yes, we're going to ask you to participate in worship. Yes, we're going to ask you to do all those things. You may not like it. It may not feel good. It may not look cool. But I know one thing. If you do it, I'm going to see you in heaven. You may, going to the gym for the first time hurts. When you go, if you ain't never worked out, your first week is going to hurt. Your legs will hurt. Your arms will hurt. You will feel muscles that you've never felt before. You'll feel pain in spots that you may be embarrassed of. <laughs> but if you stand and work through it, the pain goes away. On the other side of that, the muscles grow. You get stronger. You get healthier. You start looking better. You wear shirts that look better. People start recognizing you as someone who's healthy, someone who works out. Most of my conversations with people are people who say, Pastor Tommy, what are you eating? Pastor Tommy, what's your workout? Pastor Tommy, how often do you work out? Because they can look at me and see that that's what I'm doing. It's the same thing with your Christian walk. I can look at you and tell you, tell right off the bat, if you are a weak Christian or a strong one. I can look at you and tell right from the door how your conduct is, whether your diet is the word or the world. God, this is good. I can look at you right from the start. I can look at how you talk. I can look at the people you hang around with and tell, do you hang out with healthy souls or do you hang out with worldly souls? And most of us at this age are influenced by worldly souls because that's what we spend most of our time around. So we're teaching this message to get it in your spirit that God has called you out of darkness into his light. Walk in the light as he is in the light so that we can have fellowship with each other. Amen? Amen. Listen, last week, 
We picked, I don't know who that was for. It may have been for all of us. But I'm going to tell you right now, young people, get it now. Get it now. You, the, the deceit of the enemy is that you have time. At 14 and 15, I've got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time to get there. I got plenty of time to do that. I got plenty of time to give my life to Christ. I got plenty of time to, to act like that. I got plenty. I, I'm only 14 years old. I'll do that later. Uh, right now, I want to I just, you know, be cool. I'll do that. At 16, I got plenty of time. At 18, I got plenty of time. At 19, I got plenty of time. At 20, 21, I've got plenty of time. I'm still young. I want to go on spring break. I want to party. I want to drink. I want to have all sorts of a good time. And then you wake up at 25 and 30 and realize that your life is a mess and you thought you had plenty of time and you can't get the time back the most valuable currency on the planet of earth is time you can't get it back you can get money back you can make money back you can get friendship back you can even get part of your health back you can't get none of your time back it always moves forward. You don't have plenty of time on this earth. In the grand scheme of eternity, your whole life is judged by what you've done on this earth. The 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years you, you get is going to determine what the rest of your life in eternity will be. So did I spend that time preparing myself for eternity or did I waste it? Chasing after this and that. Wanting to do this and that. Why am I so passionate today? Because I look out here and I go, these people are not crying out for God. These young people are not hungry for his presence. These young people are not coming to this altar and desiring him with all the passion that they have in their heart. And what upsets me is because I've seen you do it. I've seen you at this altar crying. I've seen you with your hands raised. I've seen you on the floor spread out before God. I've seen you crying out to him with all your heart for your schools and your family and your homes. I've seen you coming up here to, giving words and prophecy. And now look out and I go, what has happened to our youth group? Where did it go? Who took it from them? Who stole it from them? How did they let that happen in this place? And then I ask myself, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to walk up here, preach your message, give a nice little altar call, and then let them go out to the park and play basketball? Or are you going to draw a line in the sand and let them know that you are not going to let this happen to them? I'm not, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Y'all going to have to, look, like I told my daughters, look, I'm, I'm going to say it the way I told them. Y'all going to have to fight me to go to hell. Y'all, I told them girls, look, you're going to have to go over me to go to hell. You're going to have to try with all your might to get away from it. Because as long as I got breath in me and strength in me, I'm going to fight back. And I'm not going to let it happen. I tell it to my kids, and I'm telling it to y'all kids. Y'all going to have to fight us to go to hell. Y'all going to have to work hard 
to go to hell. Y'all gonna have to do everything y'all can in your might to get away from us. Because we gonna love you, we gonna pray for you, we gonna fast for you, we gonna keep preaching the word to you, we gonna keep hugging on you, we gonna keep asking what can we do for you, we gonna keep following up for you. Yes, we will keep chasing after you. Yes, we will make you sit on the front row. Yes, we gonna make sure you got your notes. Yes, we gonna make sure that you have access to the word. We gonna do everything we can. And if you think, well, you know what, I just won't come back. We'll call your house. We'll call your parents and if we got to show up at your school and you do not want Pastor Tommy walking down walking down Cal High School calling your name but we will do it y'all gonna have to work hard to get away from us because it ain't gonna happen in this place it's not gonna happen not on my watch not on Pastor Stefan's watch not on Pastor Leo's watch not on Pastor Tony's watch. It ain't going to happen. I do got a message to get to, but I think God wants this more than that. I got a PowerPoint to get through, but God wants y'all to get this. He wants you to get this. We love you so much. God has delivered you from so much. And if you don't get your soul anchored to him, then you're going to get dragged down with whatever your soul is anchored to. Whatever you're attached to is going to pull you down. Whatever that is. Whatever that may be. So I'm going to go through this real quick. Here's the last slide is the one I want to get to. It's the main one that God showed me. It's the main one me and Pastor Stefan talked about. We talked about this last week. Salvation started in Genesis 1. When the earth was formless and void, darkness was on the face of the deep, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Immediately, God set a standard and a goal, that the vision was manifested out of darkness, light. God spoke into darkness and called it light. That was the beginning. From the beginning, God shows that from a deep, dark place, he desires life. What God brought to the earth, Jesus brought to the heart. Because a man sinned, the curse came. It was, a, it was a byproduct of the interaction of the light of life with darkness. Jesus, God prophesied in the garden. The her seed, the woman's seed, pointing to Jesus, will bruise the serpent's head and he shall bruise his heel. That was the first prophecy. And the Lord God made the first sacrifice. He made tunics of skin and clothed them. From Genesis to Malachi, it was all about the darkness in man's heart and how God was going to deliver them. The whole Old Testament was a picture of how we struggled so hard to do it on our own, how we thought we could make it on our own. Many of us today think we're fine. We're good. I woke up today, I didn't pray, I'm good. I got through my day without even calling the name of Jesus, I'm good. I went to bed and I didn't even, I didn't even read my Bible, I'm good. You know what, I, I, I made it through another day, I'm good. I'm in my parents' house. We got food. Everything's cool. I'm good. I'm fine. I can get through my day without him. And the whole Old Testament wants you to know you cannot find salvation in that. You're not good. You think you're good, but you're walking in darkness. We think we're good, but we're not good. See, if I turn all the lights out in this room and it goes pitch black, and then I told everybody, all right, get up and run to the door. There'll be mass chaos in this room. It's not because you don't know where the door is. It's not because you can't see. It's because the lights are off. 
And see, many of us have mass chaos in our life. And many of us have given the darkness room and given it credence. When the truth is, all you need to do is come into the light. And you'll be able to see clearly what's going on. That's why the Bible talks about, it doesn't talk about darkness as it exists. It says deeds done in darkness. Because once the lights come on, you know what to do. God is good. Throughout the whole Testament, it prophesied about the coming Messiah. There were 44 prophetic scriptures. These are only 20 of them that all talked about he was coming. All the prophecy that a Savior was coming to deliver us, to deliver our hearts. First Peter, the one I quoted at the beginning, says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of what? Out of what? Into his marvelous light. God delivered the world from darkness. Then he sent his son Jesus to deliver our hearts from darkness. So here's the slide I wanted to get to. The big question is this. What are you anchored to? You know, we, we went into this wanting to make sure that you were anchored to Christ. But the truth we found is, oh, you're anchored to something. You may think you're not, but you're anchored to something. Something, is, you are attached to something. See, an anchor, it, it, it keeps you from moving. It keeps you, supposed to keep you stable. It keeps you tied off to something. It holds you fast. You can't move or go if the anchor is in the ground. It's got a rope to tether you there. So, you can, so you're anchored to something. What is it that you're anchored to? Is your soul attached to the things of this world? Is your soul attached to TV? Is your soul attached to secular music? Listen, I don't have an issue with people listening to secular music. I ain't got a problem with it. I got an issue with people worshiping to secular music. Oh, you, you wonder, say, well, what does it mean to worship to secular music? Well, when you wake up, is that the first thing you put it on? And do you put on the clean version? Or do you put on the explicit version? I can tell which version you put on by what comes out of your mouth. You know, what, do, you, do you sit up watching TV shows that are not becoming of a child of God? Do you watch nothing but junk and mess on TV? What are your phone conversations like or your late night texting like? What are you anchored to? And so at first, I had planned to end this with just a prayer, but God's doing something else. So I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. Tonight, we're going to get this thing straight. Tonight, we're going we, we to clean this thing up and give everybody an opportunity to cut the tie that they may have. You know, you may be anchored to, to just listening to all sorts of stuff. But you just heard what I said and say, I want to cut that rope. I want to cut that tie. You may need an accountability partner to make sure you're not listening to that stuff. You may need somebody to help you plan your way out of it. That's fine. We can figure that out. But the first thing to do is cut the rope and get rid of that anchor. Some of you may have fear so entrenched in your heart that it's causing you to behave in ways that is not you. 
fear that I won't be accepted if I don't do or act like this, if I don't talk like this. And you want to get rid of that anchor today. Some of you have not established the anchor of Christ in your life, and you need to drop that anchor. You need to put that one in the sand and say, this is the thing I'm going to be tethered to. This is the thing that's going to hold fast to me tonight. And you may need to do that tonight. I want to give an opportunity for you to get your heart right with God. Get yourself in the right position with him. So while every head is bowed, if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Tommy, I'm one of those that you're talking about. I have myself anchored in worldly things. I have myself anchored to worldly stuff. But I want to cut that anchor tonight. I want to get rid of that anchor tonight. I want to reestablish myself in his kingdom tonight. If that's you, raise your hand quickly. Throw your hand up. If that's you, throw your hand up. If that's you, throw your hand up. Don't think about it. Throw your hand up. I want to get rid of that anchor tonight. Come on. God is calling on your heart to get rid of that thing tonight. God is tugging on your heart to get, get that thing out of your life tonight. You don't want that thing showing up in your future. You don't want that thing growing up in your future. If that's through, get your hand up. If that's you, get your hand up. If that's you and you say, I need prayer, get your hand up. If that's you, you say, I've had fear in my heart, get your hand up. If that's you, you say, you know what, Pastor Tommy, I need to renew who I am. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every hand that's gone up. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we all receive that word. Father, that we all look over the side of the boat of our lives to see what anchors are in the water. Are there any chains that have to be broken? Are there any chains that have to be cut away, Lord? Are there any anchors in you that we need to drop? We need to put down and establish who we are. Father, if that's the case, Lord, give us the courage to face it and do it. Give us the courage to not, to not be worried about who's around us or who's watching us. Father, we don't care. All we care about is you. We don't care. All we want is your purpose. All we want is your plan. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us the courage to do that. Give us the courage to be that. Give us the courage to face the truth. heads are still bowed, eyes closed. There's a couple of words that the Lord keeps pointing out. Some of you are entangled in the fears of your homes. It's not you, but it's situations going on with your parents that is causing you to have fear in your home, in your heart. There's a real genuine fear within you. And the enemy is using that fear to embrace you. To have you thinking all sorts of weird things. Things that you know, I normally wouldn't think this way, but I'm so scared, I'm so afraid. 
If that's you, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we break the back of fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, every young person that raised their hand, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare peace in their home. Father, protect their minds from the situation that's going on. Protect their heart from the situation that's going on, Lord. If it's an abusive situation, mighty God, in the name of Jesus, bring restoration to that household. Bring peace to that household. Bring direction to that household. Lord, that you would bring clarity to that marriage in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, that the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard these young, young people's hearts. Father, that you keep them in you. That you keep them in you. And the second thing is acceptance. You can put your hands down. Keep your eyes bowed. Acceptance. The other thing that's influencing who you are and what you're supposed to be is acceptance. I want to be accepted by. I want to be approved by. We used to call it peer pressure, but it's beyond peer pressure at this point. It's not, I just want to do what my peers are doing. I want to be what they are. If that's you, raise your hand. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you. If that's you, raise your hand. Let me pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for individuality. That we'll be individuals. That we won't be dependent on the approval of others. Father, that we will set the standard. That we will be the ones to say, this is how it's supposed to be. This is the way it's supposed to go. And Father, give us the courage to do that and face those that are around us. And Lord, and I'm just going to declare this over everyone in this room, and Lord, if there are friends that we need to get rid of, Lord, let us get rid of them. If there are people that we need to cut away in Jesus' name, Give us the opportunity to cut them away. Father, I pray right now that a circumstance will come up that our eyes will be open to see clearly who our friends and who our foes are. And when we see it, we can make the right decision to go, nope, we're getting rid of that anchor. That one got to go. This one got to go. That we won't go, no, we'll adjust ourselves to them, but no. We will cut and walk away, Lord. Father, make it easy for them to be able to walk away from those relationships. Make it easy for them to be able to walk away from those friendships. And that they could come back and say, you know what? I'm not hanging with those people anymore. I got rid of them. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your message tonight. I thank you for your message tonight. Father, that this was all you. And that we received it. raise your hand about this but thoughts of suicide and we prayed about suicide before we've cast out suicide before we prayed about it at marble we prayed about it at camp we've given words about it and yet still there's still a torment that my life is not valuable enough to be honest with you the Lord wants you to know he values each and every one of you. Even when the circle around you does not value you. He values your life. 
You live for him, not for them. You live for Christ, not for anybody else. So don't let anybody else devalue who you are. Don't let anybody else tell you anything different and don't accept their words. Accept the truth of who you truly are, regardless of who the person is. So Father, we bind up suicidal thoughts out of all of these young people and we break that chain and we get rid of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Young people, we love you. We care about you. If anybody still needs prayer afterwards when we're done, we will be happy to pray for you. The leaders are here for you. Use us for that. But listen, we're going to move you forward. We're going to push you forward and do everything we can to help you be a success because